You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Shoots up the crossbar. No, it did. They score. And the sea of red erupts. Holy smokes. What a shot by Sharky. Yegor Sharangovich, the hero in overtime. The Flames score two in the third to tie the game up for its overtime and win it in OT. It wasn't pretty for parts of last night's game against the Arizona Coyotes, but the Calgary Flames use another third period comeback and a Yegor Sharangovich rocket in OT to come from behind and steal two points to kick off a six-game homestand at the Scotia Bank Saddle. Though, welcome to another edition of Sportsnet today. Logan Gordon along with you on this Wednesday. We're coming to you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios. For our friends at Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, Crack Foundation, Boeing Foundation walls, they have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems or all things basement Visit dlbasementsystems.com. We will look back at that big win for the Calgary Flames. Tuesday at the Scotiabank Saddledome, make it four in a row for the first time this season for Ryan Huska's Flames, and the vibes are good around the team right now as they welcome in the Toronto Maple Leafs for the first time, first and only time this season as their six-game homestand will continue on Thursday night. We'll check in with the Flames on a practice day at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Hear from last night's winning goaltender, Dan Vladar as well as we'll also check in with Yegor Sharon Govich, the OT hero last night. And on the program later today, it's our Wednesday regular. Ailish Forfar is going to join us. She'll give us the latest. Toronto was in action last night up the road in Edmonton. Oilers down the Maple Leafs 4-2 for their 11th straight win. So we'll get a little bit of perspective from Ailish on the next two opponents for the Calgary Flames. And it is Wednesday, which means we'll dive into another edition of Wild Card Wednesday a little bit later on this hour with my producers, Cam and Shan. Quick reminder, the fan feedback line always open to you here on the program. Choose to text if you're listening live. We'd love to hear from you. 960-960 as the Calgary Flames kick off their homestand in style. Again, not the prettiest of matchups for the Calgary Flames. The Coyotes, a much better team than we saw at Mullet Arena last Thursday. Much more defensively sound. Connor Ingram gave them a strong start. But the Calgary Flames, after getting down 2 nothing in the third period, again find a way to push in the third period. And it's Blake Coleman, followed by Nazem Kadri. Two vets who have been outstanding for the Calgary Flames this year who pushed them to tie the game. And then you heard it from Derek on the intro. Yegor Sharangovich shows off that impressive release 
that has a lot of Flames fans changing their tune on the Tyler Toffoli trade. And Yegor Sharangovich remains red hot despite maybe not the most effective game from his line at 5-on-5. Five five. If you missed it last night, Jonathan Huberto did not play. He was dealing with an illness. Jacob Markstrom, as we knew, would not get the start. It was Dan Vladar who picked up the victory. Uh, Jacob still day-to-day with a lower body injury. can tell you that both guys were on the ice for the Flames today. Jacob Markstrom uh, and Coley coach Jason LaBarbera spending some time before practice while Jonathan Huberto was back out there with his teammates on this Wednesday. So potentially good news on both, but no official updates ahead of Thursday's matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do have uh, some news to pass your way. The Calgary Flames announcing today uh, Walker Dewar has been placed on waivers. It's been a tough season for Walker Dewar. He was in the lineup last night, but again, the fourth line continuing to to struggle. Dylan Dubé got moved up to the first line to make uh, uh, up that line with Lindholm and Sharon Govich with uh, Huberto being out. So Walker Dewar got back in the lineup and fourth line just continued to struggle for whatever reason. And perhaps we'll see the Flames make a change. Maybe we'll see somebody up from the Calgary Wranglers to try to get something going. So we looked last night, Walker Dewar, uh, team low, 780, uh, 748 of ice time. Only stat he recorded last night was one hit. So n- not good enough uh, from the Flames, Walker Dewar. And... Uh, Looks like perhaps if he clears waivers, who knows, maybe somebody does pick him up. He's just 26 years old on a pretty affordable contract that includes next season. Um, But perhaps it's a fresh start or a reset with the Calgary Wranglers coming for Walker Dewar, who has uh, been a healthy scratch more than he's played this season coming off of what was a really strong season for him last year under head coach Daryl Sutter. So that's the news today. Huberto back at practice. Markstrom skating with Jason LaBarbera before the team came out for their full practice and Walker Dewar has been placed on waiver. So we'll wait to see uh, tomorrow afternoon, whether or not he clears and if the team will indeed assign him back to the Calgary Wranglers afterwards. As far as last night goes again, I'm talking about a three, two win over the Arizona coyotes team was feeling good. If you missed it last night, you may not have heard it on the broadcast, but uh, Blake Coleman dubbed the Texas tiger by his father Rusty during the dad's trip had himself a new goal song and it was Katy Perry's Roar uh, it caught everybody and me and Pat immediately looked at each other in the press box uh, the saddle dome was rocking with it and uh, even Blake Coleman after scoring his 20th of the season in a win over Arizona last night his first time scoring 20 as a member of the Calgary Flames uh, as he came into the Flames locker room last night after meeting up with some of our uh, Canadian troops for a picture post game. Uh, He was rocking out to his new goal song and uh, was feeling pretty good about it. Here's uh, Blake Coleman uh, on his new goal song and uh, whether or not he's going to keep it around for the future. Did you request Katy Perry? I think my daughter might have. (laughs) Score though, so you keep it in? I don't know. I was going with the Goldmine song, too. <laughs> Whatever that one was. So uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. I had a good laugh. 
<laughs> so you didn't see it coming. Like you heard no, that for no. the first time, and you went, "Oh!" I actually picked my wife out in the stands, and she was giving the old like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "Oh yeah, one of these guys." So, uh, boys were digging it though. It was good. You you clearly knew the lyrics walking in. How how much could you sing? <laughs> it was a hot song back in the day. I don't know if you remember, but that was on me and all my all the girls back in the day singing that one in the club. <laughs> I feel really old now. Uh, the club. So that was part of Blake Coleman's. That's how his pre uh, post game scrum, excuse me, started at the Scotiabank Saddledome last night following the overtime win. And you know what struck me immediately, Shan, after that? Not only was it hilarious, and he's right, that, that song was a banger, by the way. Absolutely. Like, we're not going to discredit Katy Perry here. No, I like Katy Perry. That song was a banger. But you know what struck me about about that sequence last night more than anything? Hmm. Was that wouldn't have happened last year. Oh, no. No, no, no. And I'm not putting that blame on anybody specifically. I know a lot of people will immediately go, because of the head coach, that wouldn't have happened last year. But just think about how much... and. The attitude and the atmosphere has changed around the Calgary Flames. I am going to give Ryan Huska a lot of credit for that. I do think he's played a big role in that. But I was just sitting there thinking, I'm like, all of last year, I just don't remember any of the guys having that much fun with anything. Winning, scoring goals, let alone a goal song. The The vibes and the energy around this team has taken a full turnaround from last season. That's what immediately struck me about that. And yes, it's a lot of fun, and um, I love Blake literally just saying, in the club. Uh, in the club. Like, that's that's <laughs> hilarious and fun to me. But that wouldn't have happened last season, even when they were winning. And like Pat mentioned, they went on a four-game winning streak last season, but I still don't remember this team ever feeling comfortable enough ever feeling relaxed enough to ever just go back to having fun and being this relaxed. And I, I can't help but think that it's made for a better atmosphere and it's made for a more comfortable team on a night-to-night basis. And I think it's a lot of the reason that they changed things up last year uh, at the GM spot, at the head coach spot why there's been more emphasis on having youngsters in the organization this season, because yes, it's a job and yes, it's a profession, but for any of us, anybody listening to this, if you hate going to work, you know, work's going to be a drag and nobody's going to be in a good mood. It, it affects things. It brings everybody down and it's just been a refreshing change to see this group be able to show some personality and, and have some fun and, uh, whether it was, you know, Yegor Sharon Govich dropping in as Blake Coleman was uh, complimenting him last night, or Martin Pospisil and Nazem Kadri having uh, fun with their post game scrums, it's just something we didn't see last season, and I'm I'm pretty sure it was a big reason that it kept this team down. And again, whether your team tank or you're just enjoying the ride and you're happy to see this group go on a bit of a winning streak and make things interesting in the playoff race. I think we can all agree. This is a much funner team to be a part of this season, even as an observer or someone like me or Pat that covers the team. 
the vibes are just better. And that's been an organizational shift. It's one that I give a lot of credit to Ryan Huska and the coaching staff for. It's something that they were very cognizant of. And again, I've never been able to tell you how much that translates into points or whether that translates into wins. I just know it's a better atmosphere and it's an atmosphere that's better for guys like Connor Zary and Martin Pospisil and Dustin Wolf to walk into than anything that was around this team last year. And I don't know if it means a playoff spot. I don't know that it means, you know, long-term success for this group. I just know it's a funner place to be around right now at the Scotiabank Saddledome. And I think that's good news for the Calgary Flames who, uh, found themselves not having any fun last season and not enjoying what they were doing. And that's been a big change early on uh, this season. But let's go back to last night before we hear from a couple of members of the Flames uh, at practice. Today. Let's check in with the head coach, Ryan Huska. Lots to get to with the head coach of the Flames following a 3-2 overtime win against the Arizona Coyotes. So uh, talk about the power play tonight. Talk about the power play? Yeah. I mean, it finally got the job done, but... It got the job done, and that's uh, the you know, four-on-threes I find aren't the easiest to score on. Five-on-threes, it, it should be an automatic, you know, and those are differences in games, but it was it was good to see us get one when it mattered tonight. So I, I thought the backland unit had some pretty good chances, too, earlier in the game. Um, and it's, it's taking steps every day, which is a real positive. What did you think of that jaeger sharon Gobit shot to win it? Uh, we've seen that a lot from him. Usually you see it on a shootout, how he gets that kind of sweeping wrist, wrister off there, but he's got such a great release and it's hard. Um, so I think obviously there's something with it where it's hard for goaltenders to pick up too, the way he kind of pulls it and brings it into his body. But we're kind of getting used to seeing that a little bit, which is a nice thing. The coach? Him and Blake have some sort of side bet we should know about, or what's happening with goal, those goal two? Score? Yeah. I don't know. They, they might. I don't know. Um, we'll take it. You know, if they want to keep scoring those two guys, we're, we're happy about that. Dylan got the opportunity up with uh, Jonathan out of the lineup. How did you feel he did tonight? Uh, I thought he was all right. Yeah. As a coach, I mean, that game, the first 45 minutes, not, not a ton of opportunities, but it felt like when he went down 2-0, a uh, switch sort of flipped. What, what, what do you make of that? Well, it was a, a quiet game both ways, I felt, the first two minutes, and there wasn't much going on. I mean, you look at even the stat, which isn't a great indicator of the game, is the shots on goal stat. There was there was nothing going on the first two periods, and sometimes those are hard games to play because um, t- players sometimes have a tendency to get frustrated in those situations when it's not coming easy and they try to do too much. And um, We haven't had a lot of success in games like that um, because we have gotten ourselves frustrated and we haven't stuck with it, but tonight we did. Um, and whether you're down a goal or two, we've shown we can come back. So it was not a pretty night by any stretch of the imagination, but two points is two points. Was it just adding urgency when you guys went down 2 nothing? Because you expect them to tighten up even more when they got that two-goal. Yeah, I, I think there was a couple good individual plays. Um, you know, the Pospisil one for sure was the speed that we didn't really have a lot of tonight. But in that situation, that's one of his strengths. So that's a huge play for us simply by moving your feet and driving wide. And you can say the same about Naz for getting to the net on that play. So what was the mood on the bench during that? Because it seemed like, like Danny said, that flip, switch did flip. What was the emotional temperature during I, that? I think when Blake scored, there's, okay, we're we're still here. When you're down 2 nothing, I felt like we, we sagged a little bit. Um, but when Blake scored, it gave us a little bit of renewed life. After that second goal gets scored after that, okay, do you say anything on the bench? Does anyone say anything on the bench to sort of 
help amp things up, or like, how, how does that get managed? Um, well, there's there's conversation on the bench for sure. Sometimes it's quieter, sometimes it's louder, and certain players often speak up in those situations. So they're they're we started to get a little bit more um, vocal on the bench, I would say, as a as a team in the third period. Huberdeau. Sorry, go so ahead. Was Huberdeau prior to the game, he fell ill, or did you know kind of through the day? Um, we kind of had an idea. We were hopeful that he would feel better to play tonight, but around 4 o'clock, you know, he just was didn't feel like he would be a, a help to us tonight. Can you can you just break down that Pospisil play a little further? Like a bunch of us are going to look and sort of the one-handed pass is going to be what sticks out. But from a coaching standpoint, what jumps out about that sequence for you? One, I, you keep your feet moving all the time. And when you have, or if you're blessed with being a good skater, you want to use that as often as you can. And the one thing that Marty has, um, he can beat like elite NHL defensemen with his speed. But in order to do that, you have to have some courage because sometimes that means you're going to get hit on the wall. Um, and it doesn't bother him. He just keeps going. Like you saw him tonight, he took a pretty good hit by our bench tonight, um, went back and did the same thing. But when you're willing to do that, oftentimes you'll eventually get rewarded. Blake, I mean, he's 32 years old, and you'd expect a guy at that age to kind of be what he is. But he's on, I mean, he's on pace to shatter his career highs. I mean, have you seen anything like that, a guy his age? Just sort of. Um, no, I, I, I don't. I don't know about someone his age or not, but I know um, Blake's been a very consistent player. Um, this year, it's going in with a lot more regularity probably than in the past, but a lot of what he does is what we've seen from him in the past, You know, whether it's the checking, grinding, hard work game that is pretty consistent with him. This year, as we've talked about, he's going to the net and pucks are finding him and he's finding a way to finish. Just ask about Dan Ladar and yeah. kind of step in for Jacob again yeah. here and how important that is for your group. I thought Dan was really good tonight. Um, the one goal I think might have went off a skate um, that went in, so that's a tough one for him um, to handle. But when you're not expecting to start, he has got to get himself kind of retooled fairly quickly. Um, but I thought he did a really good job. He looked in control tonight. There wasn't a ton of work that he had to face, but when he did have to make a save, he made the big saves for us tonight. Kadri had eight shots on yeah. goal. He was pretty beastly tonight. Naz was good. He was good. I thought he was one of the few guys that had some energy for us tonight, even even in the first two periods. So been pretty consistent for us that way this year too. There you go, checking in with Flames head coach Ryan Huska following a big win last night for the Calgary Flames, 3-2 in overtime against the Arizona Coyotes. And as we look at the NHL standings on this Wednesday, it's a big win for the Calgary Flames in the race for the Final wildcard spot in the Western Conference gives them a little bit of breathing room between them and the Arizona Coyotes. Just two points, and the Coyotes have two games in hand, but the Flames now the top team trailing the Nashville Predators by two points for that final wildcard spot. Seattle also there with 47 points. The Blues at 44. That's three back at Calgary, and six back are the Minnesota Wild. So the Calgary Flames... Making some ground up on this uh, recent stretch, 7-3 in their last 10, and of course, winners of four in a row. You heard from head coach Ryan Huska. They're very happy with Dan Vladar last night. He was rock solid for the Calgary Flames. Not tested a lot uh, until overtime, I'll say, but uh, given the opportunity to start with Jacob Markstrom on the shelf with a lower body injury, and his game has really risen of late for the Calgary Flames. Picked up a key two points last night. He spoke to the media on Wednesday following practice as they get set to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs on Thursday. 
Maybe just uh, start with last night and how you see, you know, kind of a game that seems slow to get moving kind of by both ends and just maybe the patience that you had with it. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you pretty much said it all. Like it was a slow game, especially the first half and then, you know, one goal and then, uh, you know, uh, I, was, I, was, I was happy that, you know, Cozy, Cozy got us going and, you know, it turned out to be a really good night for us and fun. How different is it, Dan, when you when you get a start that you're not necessarily prepping for all day, or like you've had a couple of really great games where you didn't know you were going in until kind of last minute? How different is that? Well, well, sometimes it just makes your life life a little bit easier. That you know, you just kind of you just kind of take it as it is, and uh, you know, you do you don't need, you don't have time to think, right? You just go and play. So uh, obviously, it's nice to have, to know to know uh, your schedule but at the same time you know when stuff like that happens you just just gotta be there and do your best to help the team i'm guessing all you care about is stopping pucks and getting wins i I think we all understand that but the idea of just now that you're into this position where you've been before but the idea of having some high-powered offenses coming into this building with toronto and edmonton again i know you don't look too far just keep the puck out but how do you approach this Pretty serious challenge. Um, I mean, since since I since I got to, got here to Calgary, I, I think I already faced um, a lot, lots of lots of really good teams. So obviously not scared and super excited about it. And uh, you know, I'm pretty sure the crowd's gonna be buzzing both nights, and it's just gonna be it's just gonna be great. And uh, you know, whoever plays, I'm pretty sure it's gonna do well. And uh, you know, I, I can feel it in the locker room that everybody's ready to go for tomorrow. Because you have been here before, does it feel? A little bit different this time around. I don't know if it's a matter of being more loose, a bit more confident. What is it for you now? Because you have done all of the heavy lifting in the past. What's this? What's this like for you? Oh, uh, right now, I, you know, I'm just trying to enjoy it. Obviously, you know, I uh, I, I don't want to waste the opportunity. I just, you know, I just want to do my best to, you know, help the team to to win and collect points. That's uh, that's that's my mindset since I got here, and uh, it's nothing's changing for me. So, you know, I'm just having fun every single day out here. And, it's it's great. So um, as I said, we'll do our best for tomorrow. I don't mean this in a way to imply like competitiveness with Jacob, but when he's playing as well as he is, does it elevate your standard for yourself? Does it elevate everybody? Oh, 100%, right? Like you're trying to match, and you know, I think he's the hottest hottest goalie in the league right now. So you know, we're just trying to <laughs> trying to get on his level, and you know, obviously he's really good. So sometimes it's tough, but you know, also it's the same thing with like his puck play. Like he's so good with with the puck. So for me, it's like I see him playing the, during. Well, practice during games that I'm like oh I'm on the same level but I'm not so then sometimes that makes it tough for me so no but uh, obviously you know when he's playing well obviously it drags you in a little bit more as well that you're trying you know to to uh, be be uh, just match him do you communicate at this point with him, or is it a matter of do you just focus on getting better and I'll focus on the games, or is there still a little dialogue? No, no, like, Marky's been great all two and a half years. Like, he's been talking to me, really supportive, even, like, today, you know, when um, when he's he's around locker room, you know, we talk about some situations. If I have a question for him, he answers right away, and he gives me honest, honest, honest answer. So, you know, he's been he's been really supportive, and, uh, you know, hopefully he's just going to be back as soon as possible. Can you talk about it elevating? Your game like, is that is that a pressure or is it almost like it's inspiring and lifts you up to be better? No, it's pressure. Like I wouldn't say pressure. It's more as you said, inspiring. Like you know, if you see somebody doing really well, you know you you're trying to you're just trying to be there as well, right? Like so, uh, it's, it's just it just gives you something that you know you see him prepping, you see him practicing, you see him playing. So for me, it's learning lesson as well. You know, so I, I just you know from. From my view, you know, watching him, you know, I just know what it takes, and you know, then uh, then it's up to me, like uh, you know, to do to do my best and be be ready every single night.
and how cool is it to, to see Yegor doing what he's done the past few weeks then same thing I mean like uh, his shot is a little bit tricky but you know, he's still going in like he's he's sniping doing doing games doing practices so it's not really a big surprise but uh, you know I'm super happy for him and uh, I hopefully I'm pretty well, not hopefully but I'm pretty sure he's just gonna keep keep scoring you see his shot in practice. What makes it tricky from goaltender's point of view? He, oh, he like he kind, he kind of looks like he's gonna pull it and shoot, but he like, almost like throws it, and his hands are like kind of weird, like up top, like close together. It's just just a weird shot, I don't know. But if they didn't have a didn't have a good sticks in Belarus or something, but it's just <laughs> this is just a weird shot. But it, no, but it's good. It's not even like that heavy, but he just he just knows where he's going. And as I said, like um. I, I know for a fact that he's going to keep scoring because he's really good and he's red hot. What can you tell us about him that we don't know? We see him scoring. He's been showing us that he's taking his game to another level, but you know him personally. We don't. What can you tell us about him? Uh, well, obviously, he's a little bit more quiet, right? But uh, he, he just, he just, um, he's really competitive. Like, you know, even on the plane, like, he plays cards all the time. And, you know, he keeps tracking, like, all the all the other leagues, you know, all the other sports. And he's really interested in, in that. So you can tell that, that this person just loves sports. And, you know, he likes to compete. And, you know, you can see it on the ice as well. We've seen this team do it a number of times this year. But in the third period, you know, as it started to build there, how much confidence do you have in uh, the ability to come back and games and, and provide moments like they did last night. It's the strength of our team. Like we have four lines that they can roll and they can, you know, put put the teams on their heels. So uh, you know, for us, it was just that one one single shot that Colsey made scored, and I, right away, like I felt the energy came from fans, came from the bench, and you know, then since then we were just we were just buzzing. So um, hopefully, it's not gonna be um, in 48th minute t- tomorrow, but I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll start right away and. We'll, we'll have a lot of energy. Who, uh, who wins the card games on the plane? Is he the one that cleans up? Or? Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not playing games, so uh, <laughs> it's not a question for me. But it used to be Z the loudest, but you know, right now it's more quiet and less, less chirping, less yelling. <laughs> there you go. Flames goaltender Dan Vladar checking in with the media on this Wednesday following a big win over the Arizona Coyotes. No word yet on who might start for the Calgary Flames when they welcome in the Maple Leafs on Thursday. We'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side. Time for Wild Card Wednesday. Back with the boys next. You're on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, still to come on the program, we'll check in with our Wednesday regular. Ailish Forfar is going to join us, host of the fan pregame show on Sportsnet. Leafs falling to the Edmonton Oilers last night. We'll get her thoughts on that. And some other topics around the NHL, so stay tuned for that. We'll also talk about a massive trade coming down for the Toronto Raptors as they move out. Another key piece from their championship run will tell you who is going where in just a little bit. But it is Wednesday, and last week on the show we told you and brought back one of our favorites here on Sportsnet 960. Uh, it was Wild Card Wednesday. We got Cam, we got Shan along with me, uh, and uh, we're back again, ready to uh, reveal more than anybody cares to know about the afternoon show. Uh, we've got some time now. Let's kick it off with another edition of Wild Card Wednesday. Get ready to know your afternoon show. It's time for Wild Card Wednesday. <laughs> All right, you know it, you love it. It's time to get the energy going. The brainchild of Pat Steinberg has returned for Sportsnet today. 
We have seven category sports, flames, wildcard, food, movies, music, and personal life. All three of us will take a turn spinning the wheel and asking the group a question based on the category that it lands on. Feel free to join along with us on the text line. It gets personal. It gets awkward. It gets weird, especially with my two other contestants. They are my outstanding producers, Cam Hughes and Shan Vergie. Gentlemen, you ready to get this started? Fired up. Fired up. Cam, are you going to speak words? No, yes, we just, are. Are you just spinning it? Yes, we you are. You didn't even tell us whose turn it was. So, Whose turn would you like it to be, it's Logan? It's going to be yours. All right, let's spin the wheel one more time. Food. Food. Food is the question. No, food's the category. You asked the question. <laughs> Hot start. All right, you guys. What is the world's greatest food and beverage combination? The greatest food beverage combo. That's right. Ugh. Wow. That's hard. That's a vast question. You might have to answer this one first. Yeah, Cam, I need, I need some time. I have to think about this. And since In, it's your question, you're, you've got to have an answer for it. I don't know. That's true. That's true. That's a very, very broad question. I like it. It's a broad question. Where, you, where you do you go? Think about it. My default. I think pizza and beer is probably up there for me. Uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of options you can get even within that. You can you can specify it down to the finest point. If it's a pepperoni pizza, if it's a margarita pizza, whatever beer you like. I don't I don't know if Guinness will go that well with with pizza, but you got your red beers, your your craft beers, everything like that. The amount of variety you have with that, I think pizza and beer goes down as the world's greatest food beverage combination for myself. I'm seeing in the, in the text line, Matt and Cochran saying spaghetti and milk. That, no. That's not a thing people Matt, do, right? Are you okay? No one does that, right? Has that been forced upon you, Matthew? Matt and Cochran's a regular contributor to this show, and I am now worried about Matt's day-to-day food intake if spaghetti and milk are up there. That's that's a stunning answer. That, that one threw me for a loop. Yikes. Logo, I'm not ready yet. You're not ready yet? No. I am going to go with, a, I think, a classic one. I think a lot of people, I think I've seen this one already. But I, I think of the classic coffee and either a muffin or a donut. That's true. That's true. That's I think it's pick. a classic, no way wrong to start the morning type of food drink combo i think you can't go wrong with it it made me not very adventurous doesn't have but to I be i think it's the go-to for a number of people to start the day you don't yeah. have time for a full breakfast yeah. you don't have time to cook scrambled eggs and bacon and hash browns but you're going through tim hortons or starbucks yeah AW maybe wherever grab yourself a fresh cup of joe Maybe a nice donut or a muffin. I think that's going to be up there for my top food and drink combo. I'm being called a psycho for pizza and beer. Is that that? That's no, not that crazy. I don't right? think that's in response to you. I think that's more of the spaghetti and milk. Yeah. With all I the hope respect so. to Matt I hope Cochran. So. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's. Uh, I saw that tech go by. I'm like, there's no way. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you're. <laughs> I don't think Cam's breaking down the walls of no, pizza real, and beer. Real game breaking stuff here. Okay, I got mine. I'm ready. All right, Shane, this let's one go. is a bit of a pull from my my childhood. This uh, going to sushi boat in Crowfoot all the time. This might be a weird one, but sushi and iced tea, for me that that's like the number one thing. If I get sushi, I'm getting iced tea. And it, you know, you have you have your sushi, and then you have you got your wasabi. It's a little spicy. Wash it down with a couple sips of iced tea, and then you have the ginger after, and you're back to eating sushi. I I think of, of all the comp, I was thinking maybe you know maybe tea and biscuits. That's that's that was a good one too. But but sushi and iced tea is is probably my number one. Sushi and iced tea. I, that's certainly a unique combination. I, I that's the only one I could think of. But it's I I recommend it to anybody. I'm, I'm down one. to try that. that. Does that does sound good? I am an iced tea and a sushi enjoyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of your favorites at nine six zero. Milk and cookies has been a very classic one, and yeah. that's you. You can't go wrong with that. That is certainly a a hall of fame contender right there. We got baked potato and steak in the text line. I think we <laughs> might have missed the. <laughs> it's, it's a good combo. I don't know what the drink is, but yeah, I think you're killing it there. Um. What else do we got here? Dan in Milk River agrees that spaghetti and milk is glorious. I, so does Rich. There's no way people do that. Is that an older thing? Are we missed the generation here? Oh, hey, Big Mike tacos and margaritas. <laughs> that might be that might be the one. Ooh. See, and I like see Cam when you said beer, I yep. thought you were going like Big Mike and a couple other people have said beer and wings. Beer and wings is, is, is very good. Is where I probably would have gone had you not said that. It's probably what I'm doing tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it's if I'm a, if I'm going to a wing night and I'm not getting a beer, unless it's like a dry January thing, I'm I'm having a I'm having a fresh beer with my wings. Hang on, hang on. Buttered toast dipped in hot chocolate. That's in the text line. What in the world? I, I think I'm down to try that. I like this. Wow. I have, have to, to write some of these down to be honest. Yeah. Pull these out next Wednesday. Also, there's another one: steak and red wine. We 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 yes. missed that one. That's a great. That might be the Rick Ball special. That probably <laughs> is. I think that's. Special. I think that might be from Rick Ball, the wonderful television play-by-play voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet. That might be directly from yeah from Rick Ball. <laughs> I love this one: chocolate milk and banana bread. Yes, yes that's sir. Ooh. I like I, it. I love banana bread. The French fry and the frosty. Mm. Is a frosty a drink? Or are we gonna pass that through? Or are we gonna let that fly? Frosty's not a drink. No. No. That is a dessert. Not a drink. There's some good ones in the text line today. The text line loves food. Yeah. Food is a is a constant positive category for the text <laughs> line. I love the text line. Yeah, thank you guys for texting us in. This is awesome. It Fish is and chips always good. With a velvet fog. That Ooh. Oh, shoes. That's, that's pretty good. With a very good combination there. <laughs> I like Dave's. It's simple and to the point. Milk and cereal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right? You can't have one. It's hard, to argue. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to go wrong. Uh, wine and cheese. Yeah. A sub sandwich and an orange crush. Yeah. An old fashioned and a steak. The, is another good one. The monster energy and strawberry Sunday is certainly a unique one mm-hmm. on our text line. I believe they call that diabetes. <laughs> I believe they do. That's also, that's also <laughs> another name for that one. The Peter's milkshake and burger. Classic. Classic. Um, yeah, and you know what? I'm as a movie lover, I do love, and a couple people have texted in. You gotta have a pop with your with your popcorn. Oh, absolutely! Right? Are you are you pouring your candy 
into the popcorn no, like they're no. they're trying to push no. this new wave, this new agenda Get that away of the movie me. theater. That's just the, that's just the theaters trying to scam you to spend like seven bucks on some M and M's or some Maltesers to throw you. I don't want a handful of popcorn with a couple M and M's in there. I want it separately. That doesn't make any sense. I get it. I've tried it a few times. I kind of like it, but I'm not. I'm not paying nine dollars for M and M's. No way. Okay, that's a very strong start, uh, Cam. Well done. Uh, you have invigorated the text line. Thank you. Uh, with the food category, Shan, you're up next. Uh, if you'd be so kind to spin the wheel, sir. Movies. Movies. Okay. I love the movies category because yeah, I'm this excited for this. Can go almost anywhere. I, I was thinking about this one before the show. I, I wrote down a few different questions, but I, I settled on this one. What is a movie that is loved by everybody except for you? A movie that's oh well regarded, but you watched oh it, gosh. someone oh hyped boy. it up so much for you, and you're like, I just did not like that. I could go so okay, many you got diff- one on this? I could go so many different directions, but I'm gonna have to Shan, you got to go first here because okay. you've got to have one off the top of your head. I, I do. and give, I, me, give me and Cam some time to really dive into this. I've mentioned this to people before and gotten some, some bad looks, some bad words directed towards me. I did not like Zoolander. I, what? I really did not like Zoolander. <laughs> oh, no. I, look, I'm, I'm a fan of dumb <laughs> movies. I'm a fan of really dumb movies. Probably The Dictator is one of my favorites. Like movies like that. I watch Zoolander and I'm like, man. I am. I can feel the brain cells oozing out of my ears right now. Zoolander. That's just. I just. Oh, I man. could not. What watch a it. movie. And look, I think Zoolander is probably going to be there with some people because you, Zoolander is is one of those movies that rides the line of I think you either loved it or you hated it. Mm. Right. If you didn't get it, if it wasn't your type of comedy, I think you're right, Shan. I think people would have looked at that and just gone. What the hell (laughs) is Will Ferrell and Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller doing? Like, why is he looking at me like that? (laughs) There's so many just tremendous quotes out of that ridiculous movie. I can't come to hate it, but I I can understand it. I don't hate it myself, but I can understand it. I uh, just saw Harry Potter in the text line. I'm leaving. <laughs> I get that. I am leaving. Harry Potter. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't mind that. Cam, do you have one that, that comes up? Um, yeah. Like, okay. The movie Airplane. I like the premise of it. The The comedy. It's not slapstick. It, it, it's, it's very well written. It's good for the first couple minutes. After that, I cannot do it anymore. Like, it falls off the Grand Canyon for me in terms of level of enjoyment. Like, I like the comedy. You know, I get the I get the premise of it. It's very clever. But I, I cannot do it for more than, like, 15 minutes. And that's when people swear it by. It kills me. It is a classic 1980s, like, I, my mom loves Airplane. Thought it was hilarious. But I, I I don't know that I I blame you for that. Some people will be mad because Leslie Nielsen's a a very well thought of actor from that time. Absolutely no no disrespect, but I yeah I just can't do it. You I know, wish I did, but I can't do it. You know which one I hate, and it's, I'll give you a series. Okay, 
Fast and the Furious can beat it. No. There's too okay. many. Fast okay. and the Furious can beat it. There's I've had many. enough. Maybe the first one, maybe. But now we've got like are they in space? Didn't they go to space? I think I think that in the last one I've had 10? Yeah, yeah. The fact that we're at fast ten <laughs> <laughs> says something about it. And look, it must be popular because they've gotten to ten. But I can't it do it anymore. It I sells. just I just I can't I can only go so far with the the street racers that have become like government ops, <laughs> I think. I haven't even seen I can't say I've seen past like the third third or fourth I don't know. To I don't understand. And like the rock is in it and then he's fighting Jason Statham, but he's not. <laughs> That's the fourth one, you're not missing much. I can only see a Mustang take out a tank <laughs> like several times before I'm like, I, I think we've pushed the boundaries. And how here. do they, they roll off a bridge and somehow land it every yeah. time? Cars. How are we doing that? Their cars are like cats. They always land wheels down. I just, yeah, I just, they've done the, I think they've done the resurrection thing <laughs> a couple times. Like me personally, I eat those movies up because I am what I am. I'm a car guy. I, grew up watching those movies yeah i do agree they do they fell off very hard am i still gonna go to the theater every time i have the little cineplex pass that gives me a free movie every month am i gonna go spend it on that sure but the quality has a movie every month so sorry boys i can't do it which one is tokyo drift that was the uh technically the third or fourth one that's exactly i stopped there's your point there there you go once you hit fast five it's Uh, text line. Well, what do you got, boys? Uh, Seen a lot of Avatar. Okay, if you put in Godfather, come yeah, on. No, no, that's rich. <laughs> that's wrong. Rich, that's enough. Uh, Jeff and Cranston thinks the Goonies is trash. I can stand by that, actually. Uh, Aaron and Airdrie says almost heroes. You know what? Shubes is usually a strong texter, and I, sometimes we disagree. But I'm kind of with them on this. I didn't like The Revenant all that much. It was fine. It was okay. It it got DiCaprio the the Oscar. Great, fantastic. I think it it did its job, and and Meh. that was that. And Meh. Zero rewatchability. Meh. Exactly. Have you gone back to it? Oh no. Would you like Shan? Would you go back and watch The Revenant? I haven't seen it. Well, exactly. So there. Uh, Dave says Fight Club Ooh. is straight up terrible. That's a hot take. Uh, I've got a couple, including a couple of my friends, texting in saying Avatar suck. Yeah, Avatar. I've seen a lot of Avatar slander today. I don't. Know. I I'm don't okay with that. it to be honest. It's not that bad. I liked Avatar. I mean, I haven't to seen be it like the one. highest grossing movie of all time though. When it came really out, when yeah. it came out, no one was doing any movies like that. It was unbelievable. It was because it was 3D though. Yeah, but it, but they made it look so good, and it was it was a cool movie too. Yeah. What's Avatar about, Chan? That's In a cool. sentence, tell me what Avatar is about. <sighs> he gets uh, turned into a blue person and then goes to their world. That's okay. Thanks. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> I appreciate that. Man, <laughs> one sentence. That's crazy. Uh, Big Mike says this is embarrassing, but don't mess with the Zohan. Gets funnier ever. I love don't mess with the Zohan. Another one of those ones that you could probably hate. Thought about that. That's so funny. Forrest uh, Gump. What? What? I can kind of understand it over what? the years. 
Forrest Gump. That's when heresy. you think of the context, of Jenny is kind of the root. Of, like Jenny might be the biggest movie villain of all time. <laughs> yeah, she's awful. When she's you go awful. For, after you watch it a couple times and you think of like the context in which she returns to Forrest with, yeah. <laughs> doesn't look great. Like I can't say what she is on the air, but you know what the word is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good person. No, she's not. Now, she's Jenny's not a really bad person, and I go back and watch it. And I'm like, yeah. You know what, Forrest? You could dump her. I wouldn't be mad. I got a. I have a, I have a small bone to pick with our texter from from Vernon, who just said anything with Keanu Reeves. Who wow. hurt? Who hurt you? What did anything he do? with Keanu Reeves? What did he do to you? So if that's the case, then that texter is taking out all the John Wick movies. Love that series. The Matrix is gone. Uh, he did Constantine. He did the replacements. Like the replacements is a classic movie. I don't know. That's how, Shane Falco. How can anybody not like the Matrix? Point break. Look, they're on they're not all gonna be hits. Forty seven Ronin? Was okay. He voiced Duke Kaboom <laughs> in Toy Story <laughs> Four. Yeah. yeah. And you're gonna tell me that Keanu Reeves isn't a movie star that you appreciate? Sir. And again Speed? Look, they're not all gonna be winners. I get it. But to to put that out there as a general st- statement is bold. Yeah. And he's a likable guy, too. He does seem like a really cool... I'd like to have a beer with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Would he yell on stage that one time? You're breathtaking. You're <laughs> breathtaking. It's just a good guy, man. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, this is an interesting one. Mighty Ducks. As a kid, Ooh. awesome movie. Now, full cringe. Yeah, but there's so many movies like that. You watch them as a kid, they're awesome. And, you know, you watch them now, of course it's going to be different. You have the same brain. You're not seven years old, but it doesn't make it a, a bad movie. Just because you got older. I don't think I'd go watch Mighty Ducks for the quality of the movie right now. <laughs> Let's go put that on your letterbox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, worst movie, terrifying Mamma Mia. Oof. I agree. The music reminded me of the horror of the disco era. <laughs> I completely agree. Did not like that movie. That's a comment. Also, there's a comment here about Paul Walker. I can't oh, remember. My, I saw that. We <laughs> Guys, on. I'm going to throw Grease out there as well. I'm not a huge musical guy. I did not like Grease. Again, Grease at its time. Yeah. Again. Very iconic. But every high schooler is like portrayed by like people who look 30 or 40. <laughs> it's always weird to go back. Every, right? every teenager in high school looks like the 30. That's just how it is. Uh, Logan, we have to get to your question. Oh, yes. we do. The time is, is quickly <laughs> f- uh, fleeting away from us, uh, Cam. We're going to do a very quick spin of the wheel if you could because we got, we've got such good answers. It's hard to keep up. Let's do this. Music. Oh, boy. I'm going to just steal it from Shan because I have the exact same question except music. Oh, boo. It's the most overrated artist you can think of that uh, people love. Taylor Swift. Oh. Oh, you mean Trav- okay. Travis Kelsey? You got to give girlfriend? some Who's that? credit. To- and you know who mine is? And oh. I'll start it off and I'll drop the bomb and I'm curious if you two agree or not. Okay. Bon Jovi. Oh. I, I get I think, where you're coming from. I think Bon Jovi's overrated and I'm okay saying it. I... I don't think he's overrated the way. No, he's overrated. That like the songs that were at the top of the top 
dead or alive, everything like they're that. Fine. I think he gets as much recognition no, as he fine. deserves. They're I don't fine. think people are. No, out here he saying, gets way too much. This is the greatest songwriter of all time. Look at List, man. He's put up there with some of the greats. I, I believe it. And I don't think he is. I, do I think he's got some banger? Yeah, sure. But uh, like, I think Bon Jovi's massively overrated. That's brutal. And I'm okay with that. I have to disagree with you there. That's fine. That's what this is about. It's true. Do you guys have one that comes to mind? I, I can't say Taylor Swift. Well, the reason I said Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift is just popular to hate. No, no, but she's she's like a massive universal superstar. I, I personally don't love her music that much. I don't really have anything against her. But the fact that like they have parties in Calgary just for a Taylor Swift dance party. She's they not do. there. She's not there. <laughs> they just play her music and people go nuts. I, I don't understand that. And also, I, listen, I worked at a bulk barn for four years. We There wasn't a single day that we did not play Shake It Off. Well, that's your problem. I'm so that, sorry. That it really sounds like a Shan issue. It's an ish me, but it, <laughs> it is... Do you have a do you have another one that comes to mind? Yeah. Uh the Jonas brothers. I mean fair point. Are they overrated though? They're cool. Or do you just have a bone to pick with the Jonas nah, brothers? No, like you know, they're they're okay. Who's high are the Jonas brothers highly rated enough to be overrated? I yeah. Don't think so. What? Like I think there's a portion of like their young fan base that loves like younger people that love them. But I don't know that they got popular enough to say they're overrated. I'm okay, I'm gonna And I'm add- okay if you're if that's your answer. I'm not yeah. trying to I just I don't know the Jonas brothers are like Top tier music. That's fair. I'm gonna add 21 Savage to this list. Uh, if anyone Ooh. listens to rap, I, I I can't stand that guy. That is a that is a spicy pick. Cam, <sighs> this is a tough one for me personally, and I think I'm probably gonna get some kickback for this. <sighs> I I really want to just love the Foo Fighters. I do, <laughs> but I think. From from ev- like I've gone through the discography. I've listened for the highs that are high. There are equal lows as there are lows. And again, I really want to like Foo Fighters. I I grew up with similar kinds of music, so I should like them. I should. But there's it's just not totally there for me. Uh, like it's the same with Bon Jovi. The highs are high, and I get why they're regarded in the way they are. But personally. They just they don't stack up cover to cover for me. I was thinking about it. Which Foo Fighters song do I do I like and not like? And I'm like, wait, I actually don't even know any of them. I don't them know off if I can name head. a Foo Fighters song off the top of my head. Ever long. Disagree. Well, yeah, okay. I guess. The best, the best, but other the best. That, you're not helping your case. Exactly. We, we should have all had to sing our songs. To- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're not putting our listeners <laughs> through audio yeah, torture. We don't need enough. Uh, I'm seeing Nick Nickelback in the text line. What's what's that about? What's that about? I think I think we've passed the point where Nickelback has been hated on enough. We can all start to like not exactly be open about it, but we can tell each other that you know maybe it's not that bad. Uh, this text says I think U two is overrated. Yeah. I've hated U two ever since they forced their music yeah. on us <laughs> through some strange deal with Apple. And he was like pinned on my yeah, don't, my list. Don't ever think that you're good enough to do that U two because no. you're not. Uh, what else we got here? Drake all day. Nope, wrong. It's a lot. There's a couple Drakes here. There's quite a few. Uh, tragically hip Nirvana from Jeff and Cranston Aerosmith Aerosmith. That's, that's oh, this is spicy. That hurts my heart. I love Aerosmith. Uh, ACDC. They were just overplayed in this city my entire life. Yeah, 
I, I can get that. Uh, Tanner and Brady on Stony Trail. Save Florida Georgia line. I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> uh, Pharrell and Chance the rapper are overrated. Okay, put some put some respect on Pharrell, but Pharrell's, I get I get Chance. Chance yeah. is get off of Chance. Chance is better than Pharrell is. Whoa, 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 okay, whoa. okay, whoa. Back up. We'll we'll talk about this off air. Uh, we might not get back. This on is it. one. You know, this is one that I think a lot of Steinberg would hate. This one. 40 from Fort Sass says Dave Matthews band is terrible. I, I I don't know if I can name you a Dave Matthews band. Song, Real fans call them Dave. I don't even Sorry. know the Daves. Who That's that is. Dave. Just Dave. Uh, Mr. DM. Dave and Airdrie says Billy Eilish. Is no, that, is that's that Dave wrong. Matthews? Texting. <laughs> I don't like, I, you know, I think Billy Eilish is cool, but I don't, I don't know that I'm down with her music. I, I will cry to Billy Eilish's music. <laughs> I I, I respect that. I'll play Ocean Eyes and sit there and cry. I'm not, I listen to I listen to Happier Than Ever like six times on the way back yeah. from practice yesterday. The, the Barbie song, very good. Yeah, very good. I don't want to hear anything about Billie Eilish ever again. That's that's wrong. Shan <laughs> <laughs> crying to Billie Eilish. Really I will laugh. I don't know why. What's the song with with Khalid? I'll cry to that. Oh, uh, lovely. Yeah, that I'll, was very I'll cry. good. Morgan Wallen is awful. Anything Oof. country is awful. Say that. Stop. Hey, I used to be in your camp. I'm coming around on it. Well, I showed you a country song. That you I did. Liked. I'm coming around on it. I listened to the last Zach Bryan album. Very good. Zach Bryan's a genius. Coulter, Coulter Wall is the one guy that I'll listen to. That guy's unbelievable. Morgan Wallen's got two bad things going for him, and I won't say what the other one is. Hey, <laughs> uh, This one says, Meatloaf, I hate. <laughs> this texture says, you two is a good call. Screw those guys. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, guy still yeah, can't get. He still can't get the album off his phone. It's still there. It's like, get this, get this YouTube off my phone. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll end on uh, this one. Uh, not a Swifty music fan. I got to give her credit. She writes her own music. She said hits in multiple genres. Also, I look at people who've collaborated with her: Kendrick Lamar, Bon Iver, Sheeran, etc. So, Shan, you were wrong. That. <laughs> Whoever just put the weekend on the text line, we also have a problem. Yeah. I'm picking, I'm picking fights with I'm everyone. Okay yeah, with the that. weekend was my number one artist this year. So. The weekend's only good for two days a week, and that's nothing to do with. The nah, music. don't. Oh God. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Uh, this one says, uh, "Agree with Foo Fighters, no good." I think Prince is overrated. No, no, that's, you fell for that one. That's wrong. Uh, we're way over time. We got to get to our next guest. Uh, it was four fires coming up around the corner. That was another edition of Wild Card Wednesday. Great stuff, Cam and Shan. Great stuff on the text line. Tune in next week uh, to see how we'll embarrass ourselves uh, further. Uh, but again, appreciate you being along for another edition of Wild Card Wednesday here on Sportsnet 960. The fan.